Um, right, okay. I think we're ready. Oh. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Films on Trial. This week, another bonus episode. It's Venom. I'm Gav. I'm Alex. I'm Joel. <laughs> I'm Dave. I forgot and my I'm name. A, I know. <laughs> are you sure? Yeah, you, you sure are about Joel. that, Joel? <laughs> are you sure? And just like Venom, we like to embrace our inner hero. Uh, that, uh, I think that's. I'll go, I'll go with that. Yeah, I think that's quite true. To be honest, more often than not, I'll always put like one less banana through on the self-service checkout at Tesco. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Because I'm an anti-hero. I don't want to pay that extra 70. <laughs> anyway, uh, so if you've never heard the show before, basically we take a film and we put it on trial. It's as simple as that. There'll also be some other hilarious shenanigans, including a caption contest, a quiz, some banter, terrible xylophone, some poor impressions, and I don't know, other stuff, I supposedly. Just keep listening. <laughs> <laughs> You'll find out. Uh, so the last bonus episode that we put on trial was The Predator. And I defended it. And who prosecuted it? I prosecuted it. Alex prosecuted it. And Austin, you were the judge and you decided that the film should be placed on the shit list. You've since gone away and watched the film. What did you think? Do you think you put it on the right list? To be perfectly honest, guys, I'm not entirely sure if I did. It was uh, it was incredibly entertaining as a film. <laughs> oh, awesome. This no. is the magazine. <laughs> no, seriously, um, it was entertaining as a film, but not for the right reasons. It, okay. It's on the right list. Laughing definitely. at it rather than... Yeah, yeah, yeah it, was, it was pretty poor. It's definitely not a hit and probably shouldn't have been made. Okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> quite decisive right at the end there. <laughs> well, so if you... um, it's, it's not inspired me to watch... The rest of the Predators, to yeah. be fair. You see, that's a shame. Yeah. That in itself is a disservice. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, if you hadn't guessed, this is going to be a debate about the film Venom. So if you haven't watched the film, please listen to it after you have watched it or just fast forward to our very entertaining quiz and come back to it at a later date. But before we get onto the bulk of the show, I think it's time for a little bit of news. Nailed it. was better than your rehearsal. Yeah, I know, man. Like, literally, like, what was it? About a second before we started, I was like, shit, I don't know. Something to play on the xylophone. Oh, yeah. Anyway, like, a crowning moment for me here. Not appreciated by any of you. Thank you very much. Anyway, so what we do here is we go around. You said well done. We just said well done. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, but I, don't I, don't can, I don't think you can take praise. I was expecting, like, a, a raucous. Like, a wow, I don't know, Gaff. It's, oh, it's anyway, it doesn't matter. Whatever. Anyway, so what we do here is we go around in a second. We talk about the most noteworthy the newsworthy topics this week and so without further hesitation i think alex you're first up yeah so barbara Bro- broccoli the executive producer of the bond franchise has now ruled out a woman <clears throat> i don't know why but she said that a woman will yeah her quote was a woman will not be bond but a woman may in the future direct so yeah wow thanks barbara <laughs> <laughs> really kind of a um i just think it's a weird and now I don't know where the interview it came from. Maybe it was taken out of context, but I think it's a weird time for her to be ruling out a woman. It's kind of a tricky stage. Peter Boyle's just left. Daniel Craig's not. There's a lot of speculation about who's going to be the next Bond. Daniel Craig's definitely not going to be doing it. So I just think it's a very odd thing to be saying right now that you're not going to have a woman Bond. It's just going to piss an awful lot of people off for no real reason. Yeah, it's, I think is that it, the point? 
Do you reckon? Maybe drum it's a bit, a bit of, of, of yeah. Mm, I don't know. It's the bad. It? It's the bad publicity. I think this. This is just a daft thing to say. Yeah. I think it came out at the exact same time that the new Doctor Who series. Right. So, so took, I, yeah. I, I think because well, I haven't read the interview myself, but maybe it was to tie in with that. Maybe somebody oh, said, "Oh, said, well, here we go." It? You know, here's is a, a TV show that's entering its fiftieth year now. It's interesting. She didn't really say why not either. To mm. be honest, no, I find that really hard to believe as well because with the latest films we've come to the understanding now it was always a bit of a rumor but i think it's more of an understanding that like 007 james bond is a pseudonym sort of thing yeah, it's like so a, it could be anyone it could yeah. be anyone essentially because it was always a bit like well, what, what's going on it was sort of referenced a couple of times george lazenby uh, on it a majesty's secret service they, 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 they just move it to whatever they want it to be exactly yeah. Yeah. sometimes it makes sense sometimes it doesn't because like you can't explain why roger moore was leaving flowers at the grave of george lazenby's wife mm. <laughs> yeah well you could i suppose <laughs> <laughs> we went to school together I don't know <laughs> he's so naive yeah I just think it's a little I don't know short sighted and yeah, yeah narrow minded as well yeah. Especially because I've just started watching Killing Eve, if anybody Oh, yes, that. it's brilliant. Great, isn't it? Jodie Comer is incredible yeah. in that. Yeah. And she's a female assassin, and I could definitely see her or somebody she's like her being a James Bond. in that, isn't she? Why can't definitely. they just have their own series, though? Why not just make uh, a female spy series? Exactly. Instead yeah. of, you don't have to piggyback off James Bond, just do your own, and then make that as big as James Bond, if not bigger. I know, but I think uh, production companies and studios are just a little bit apprehensive to start new things. They just rather rely on stuff that people already know, you know, that sort of familiarity. That's why they're just milking stuff like Star Wars and James Bond. I was going to say George Lucas syndrome. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Okay, well, thank you very much, guys. Uh, Moving on, Joel, it's Joppy's News, isn't it? Yep, so uh, there was a tweet this week. Chris Evans has finished, well, he said he's wrapped up filming for... Avengers 4 and he's basically bid farewell to to his well he doesn't actually say it in his tweet he just kind of says I've wrapped up filming and it's been emotional it's been great he doesn't actually say I'm never appearing as Captain America again but I think a lot of people have read between the lines mm. like his contract's over um, and so yeah it's going to be interesting to 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 see what happens there whether he you know dies or he just like kind of rides off into the sunset type of thing would you want him to carry on um, you know, I think they need a, a fresh direction now. I think, like, as much as I think he's done, like, well with the part, I think, you know, there's going to be a time when that peak starts to go downhill, isn't there? And it's yeah. probably better to, to quit while they're on top. Avengers 4 is probably going to be, like, the pinnacle for for a long time. So it's a, it's a good place to go out, I think. Mm. And so would you like to see the mantle be passed over to somebody else, like Falcon or um, Bucky Barnes? Well, I think if it goes to anybody, it'll be it'll be Bucky. I don't think it'll be Falcon because in the Marvel universe, he's kind of a little bit shit. In the comics, he's got like all these extra abilities and stuff. He can speak to birds and think and things like that. Is that brilliant? I can't believe they left that out. I always want to talk to the pigeons on the way to it. Can you imagine that? Like Thor just raining down a barrage of lightning. What's your superpower? I'm having a great discussion over here. Some crows. Um... So yeah, I can't fully really fucking remember what we were speaking about now. <laughs> so yeah, do, do you think it's over? I mean, do you think that the likes of him and Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Hemsworth are going to be stepping away at mm. the end of Avengers 4? Isn't yeah, that, I, think, I think some of them will step away. Isn't that what we sort of guessed at anyway? The, like and most people seem to guess that, that the end of the Avengers 4 is essentially going to be that all of the original, yeah. the original lot who survived part one 
well, actually think, have to die to save everybody else. I'm pretty sure they like, already said like Spider Man is going to be the, uh, the next, you know, character. Like Captain America has been the helm of, and flagship. Iron Man has been like the flagship. Spider Man's going to be the next one. So if they go, they go, and like, yeah, it's a good time to go out. Oh well, you know what that means. If Spider Man is going to be the sort of lead for the next phase of Marvel, it means that Sony won't be able to use him in future films, and more awful films like Venom will be produced. Oh. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, <laughs> moving on there. So I just waited until Joel was taking a big drink as well, so we had no comeback. Uh, uh, so I think um, <laughs> I got, it's been a long while, so I don't actually know if I can remember this. But I was going to say, Austin, can you smell that? <laughs> I don't even know why I'm Get your keyboard, mate. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> the best now is enough for everyone. Yeah. So... The Rock has been pretty quiet for a few weeks, or I've just been pretty rubbish at Googling him. And, um, and yeah, apparently he got called out the other night by some uh, some new newfangled wrestler called uh, Elisa, Elia? El- Elias. Elias. Fucking Elias. 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 <laughs> but you know, I, I only really follow him for his uh, his movie antics rather than his, um, his wrestling. But either way, he's been called out, and uh, there's a good chance that Dwayne The Rock Johnson is going to return as The Rock to WWE and uh, fight this guy at Raw. How did he call him out? Did he say, your films are shit, Dwayne? <laughs> I think it was actually along those lines. He never has been, and he wasn't yeah. as good as he, um, but, as the legend of The Rock. Yeah. Elias' uh, character is, is quite good, actually. He's, he can play a guitar, essentially, and he comes out at the beginning of his matches. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it is amazing. Well, there's a character before that was called The Drifter, and he just wandered around with a guitar without playing it, and that was pretty shit. So now he's actually playing the guitar. <laughs> it's an advancement. <laughs> but he comes out, and at first people didn't know how to take him, but he, he spends like about three minutes, four minutes or whatever before his match just insulting everyone in like a very nice song. So he'll just insult all the crowds and just basically, you know, local sports teams and yeah. celebrities who are shit. He probably did that with the Like Dwayne. Yeah, just like Dwayne, yeah. So it's, it's, it is very entertaining stuff. But what I fear is what happened the last time he was called out by a new up-and-coming wrestler is they accepted the challenge, came down. I think he spent about, I'm going to say, 20 minutes just pissing about, like, soaking up the applause. Oh, okay. And then the match itself lasted four seconds. Oh, <laughs> um, right. well, did he just take him out? Yeah, he just basically shot on him. <laughs> <laughs> wow. not, not literally. Yeah. No, no, I believe yeah. he means literally. <laughs> you never know with wrestling, really. You need him to clarify that one. <laughs> so the, the Rock made his name on the other TV show for wrestling is uh, SmackDown. Okay, and he okay. was like the, the temple star for that. And it's approaching its 1,000th episode. So I was trying to actually get him back for that. So I reckon if he's going to attend something, it's going to probably be the 1,000th episode. Okay. Yeah. So, so there we go. Good news. There we go. Thank you very much. And uh, I'm not going to embarrass myself by playing the incorrect song again. In fact, instead, I'll just move on to ask Alex what his film feel of the week is. Oh, I thought with Hall- oh no, it's not Halloween horror. Film, <laughs> <No>. Damn. <laughs> right. Well, my film because uh, it's Venom. Venom's a famous anti-hero in the comic books. Who's everyone's favorite anti-hero in just any film? Anyone got any jumping yeah, off the top of the head? So I can't use Stone Cold Steve Austin. Cannot use no more wrestling. <laughs> I think. Um, I like we were talking about it before, and it's actually kind of weird. Uh, like we had a discussion about what is an anti-hero and would you count? So I think maybe Michael, Michael Corleone from the Godfather films, 
But yeah, now I can see Dave's face. Do you yeah, think he's, he's an anti-hero? He's a villain. He's, he's a, a villain. He's straight down the line villain. Interesting. I would say maybe he's an anti-hero. He does. He did yeah. a lot for the, you are, uh, the you community. Are, yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, 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 you are sort of, you are going for it. You, you are on his side, yeah, even guess, though he's a gangster and a villain. Yes. Yeah. He's just, he, there's no real redeeming qualities to no. Mike. Well, not in, in the second one, at least, I know, which is regarded as the best. There's nothing redeeming. But then the, the, the next best film, the is third he, one. Yeah, the third one. He's uh, <laughs> where they try to, it's redeemed. It's a good way of bringing what the I mean. character around. But, well, I think we're doing this soon, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good way to bring. The, it's a good way to bring his character around. But ultimately, I don't know. He's a villain. Okay. Uh, there's some things you just can't redeem yourself from. So, what about his other most famous iconic role as Tony Montana in, in Scarface? Would you say one. he was an anti-hero? Villain. Yeah, definitely an anti-hero. No, He's an a anti-hero. fucking drug lord. How the hell is that an anti-hero? <laughs> anti-hero, though, isn't it? Yeah, because you know, that's film, why he's an anti-hero. Yeah, the film is exactly centered on a, on, a, on a villain essentially, but we're following him and we're sort of rooting for him. So mm, I don't think so. An anti-hero is somebody who still does heroic deeds, but it's in, a bit of a shit. Yeah, like Stone Cold Steve Austin, like Stone Cold Steve Austin, like Jack Bauer, like these kinds of people. Okay, yeah. uh, what, what about Mark Zuckerberg? Social network villain. I thought I could guess your one. Go on, Snake Plissken. Ooh, that's a very good one. Yeah, I yeah. love that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Snake Plissken. Yeah, oh, yeah right. that's an anti-hero. I can't sure. think of an anti-hero, but my favourite hero's anti is probably... <laughs> <laughs> is it Anne May? It is Anne May. <laughs> <laughs> from, from Homecoming. Oh, brilliant, well brilliant. Well yeah. Not what I asked, but maybe really happy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll allow. Not the question you asked, but the, the yeah. answer you needed. No, definitely. Yeah. Oh, well. Okay. (laughs) 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 Thank you very much for that, Alex. Uh, Okay, so as I said earlier, if you haven't uh, listened to this show before, basically we take a film and we put it on trial. So this week it's our bonus episode. What we've done here is we've decided to go and see a film that's relevant and current to the cinema, which is Venom. So usually the film is pulled out of the hat at random. However, what we did for um, this film is we picked all the films that are coming out in October and we voted... Which one we thought would be the, I'd say best, I think maybe funniest one to review anyway. And, uh, shut up. <laughs> Venom, uh, Venom was the winner there. So we randomized the roles and in the role of defense and trying to get this film placed on the hit list is going to be Joel. And in the role of prosecution and trying to condemn this film to the shit list is going to be me. Now, usually, we would pick out some character witnesses and a judge. However, <laughs> the rest of the guys couldn't be bothered to go and see the film. Oh, <laughs> well, actually, actually, no, that's not true. That's not true. Dave was never supposed to see the film because he was the judge. <laughs> Thank you. Austin <laughs> and Alex, leaves. however, just lazy. Yeah. Uh, so what we've decided to do this week is put a bit of a spin on it. And instead of having one judge and two character witnesses, we're going to have a jury. Ooh. So basically... Joel and I are going to argue our points, and it is between Alex, Austin, and Captain Tave to decide which list the film should be placed on, the hit or the shit, based solely on our arguments and not using their own opinions, which will sort of be easy because none of them have seen the film. Uh, So, (laughs) without further hesitation, I think we need to give our listeners a bit of an idea as to what this film is about, and we need to spin the wheel of impressions. Okay, so what we do here is we read out the synopsis of the film in the style of, I don't know, one of the characters or one of the cast. Um, so what do you guys think? Who should it be read out in the I style of? I think Venom. It's got to be the Venom, 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 yeah. 
Better. Okay. <laughs> Bear in mind, most of us haven't seen the film, so we don't know what he actually yeah. sounds well, like. It's, it's can... fallen on me, so I will, I will do my best Venom impression. When Eddie Brock acquires the powers of the statue. I'm joking, I'm funny monster. I can't even remember. When Eddie Brock acquires the powers of a symbiote, he will have to release his alter ego, Venom, to save his life. Isn't that Christian Bale? <laughs> I was thinking Harvey Firestein. <laughs> I thought it was uh, the Grouch from... <laughs> So, uh, without further hesitation, I'm going to pass it over to, I don't know, um, Dave, considering he was supposed to be the judge. You're going to be our main juror, and you're going to kick off proceedings, please. Okay, no problem. So, yeah. So, none of us have seen this film, so I I don't personally know anything about the cast. I don't know who the director is. I know nothing about this film. I don't know if you guys are in the same boat as me, Alex and Ozzy. Yep. So, guys, do not make any detail. Go for whatever you want to tell us. And who would like to go first, Gav? Okay. Take it away. Right. Take it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, during the most recent trailer to promote the film, it featured a quote from Venom saying that he was going to bite the arms, legs, and head off of a culprit and leave them like a turd blowing in the wind. That's a genuine quote, by the way. That sounds like one of your uh, analogies from the last two episodes. <laughs> but little did the producers know that this quote would perfectly symbolise the film. This, <laughs> this is a Sony-produced film about Spider-Man's ma- most iconic foe without Spider-Man actually in it. It's a shameless cash grab to profit on the popularity of superhero films, but with zero integrity. And it makes huge amendments and retcons to beloved characters to support its own narrative. The film opens with a rocket crashing to Earth, resulting in the deaths of all but one astronaut. We find out that the secretly sinister Life Foundation owns this rocket, and that it was storing canisters of mysterious space goo. (laughs) Sorry. Um, (laughs) Just laughing at my own writing. Um, We find out this is a symbiote, an inorganic alien that bonds with its host, but one canister is missing. We then see that it has already been absorbed by the astronaut, and so commences a hilarious planes, trains, and automobile-style journey from India to San Francisco, with the symbiote being passed from host to host. We are then introduced to Eddie Brock, who has a successful career as an investigative journalist and is living in a nice apartment, which he shares with his fiance, the criminally underutilised Michelle Williams. This all goes to shit when he tries to take on the Life Foundation and loses. He eventually breaks into the Foundation for Payback, is attacked by the symbiote, thus creating Venom. Now he and the symbiote must fight off the evil henchmen of the Life Foundation, and prevent the last remaining symbiote from travelling in a rocket to space and bringing back its alien mates to enslave the world. If that sounds convoluted, it's because it is. The, the tone of this film is just very, very off. It's essentially a superhero action blockbuster, but it has an undercurrent of horror, both visceral and body transformation horror. Uh, there is a horribly shoehorned in romantic angle, and it painfully struggles to inject humour to give it some sort of comedy relief. There's a cringeworthy dated line in which Tom Hardy, being told about the symbiote, says, What? An alien? Like E.T.? Phone home. Like, this is, you know, 2018, I might add. This identity crisis is amplified by the fact that our hero is also a villain or an anti-hero, as we talked about before. So the script needs to work incredibly hard or the actor needs to be very charismatic for the audience to get behind them. 
But because the script is so poor and the character is predominantly CGI, it fails to garner any sympathy or support from the viewers. The overall dialogue in this film is just incredibly poor. Jenny Slate's scientist character may as well just be called Dr. Expository Dialogue. There's a face-punchingly awful line just after Tom Hardy is involved in a head-on motorbike crash, breaking all of his limbs. Venom inexplicably repairs all of his bones, which is, by the way, never explained, to which Tom Hardy says, My legs were broken and now they are not broken. Like, <laughs> like a perfect delivery, by the way, that's verbatim. As if the audience couldn't detect that one for themselves. The final third of this film is worryingly poor, considering just how long the film is in pre- and post-production. The film's main villain is Riz Ahmed, uh, his, his sort of generic mad corporate bastard, Carlton Drake, who essentially is no match for the powerful Venom until that rogue symbiote that I mentioned before finally arrives in San Francisco, bonds with him, and creates Rogue, another Venom-like being who wants to bring his space to earth to wreak havoc cue an overly long headache inducing and borderline unwatchable cgi fight that could give man of steel a run for its money the direction is bland throughout most of this film but in this third act it is absolutely atrocious the whole film is a complete mess from story to dialogue to characters to direction it is just a very poor film wow Pretty pretty scathing. Very, very scathing. I did love the Tom Hardy impression, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Joel, I'm sure you're uh, you're not going to take that, are you, Joel? No, I mean, to be fair, Gav's arguments are just the same shit, just that add a different film or actor's name in, and it's the same argument every single time. Uh, but <laughs> You're not making this easy for yourself, mate. Your defence your defense is going to be the same old shit. So, I, I, think, I think I'm really going to enjoy this one. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know... When I saw Venom, I think I read a lot of the reviews beforehand, and obviously it had been it had been kind of widely panned by critics. But you know, you look on Rotten Tomatoes, and it's rated ninety percent by the users on there, ninety eight percent on Google, uh, seven point one on IMBD. So it just goes to show that the critics are completely wrong. And if you think of what have the critics rated it, uh, like thirty. But I was just about to say, if you let me finish, you biff. <laughs> but, if you whoa, think whoa, of something whoa, like, uh, like Biff on this, <laughs> the Last Jedi, you know that critics absolutely loved, and then users saw that. It, it, it's kind of like completely the opposite of that film. If you like, Joel, um, did you not so, like the Last Jedi. Let him speak. <laughs> so they've said. Some people have said it's one of the well. The critics have said it's one of the worst superhero films um, ever, which is just absolutely taking the piss. I mean, I don't even think you have to be a fan, uh, you know, to to watch Venom. It's it's as I say, I went in with really low expectations and I was really pleasantly surprised. It kind of left you wanting more and that's, uh, you know, something that's always positive, especially when it's going to be, uh, you know, a trilogy or a franchise, whatever. Uh, so Tom Hardy, I, th- I thought he was, he was really good. He sells the, kind of like the loser with a heart of gold uh, into like this suddenly empowered man, um, even if it's a little bad, you know, because Venom is an anti-hero. I thought he sells that really, really well. It's kind of like the idea of a nobody becoming a somebody but with a, a little bit of kind of cooperative help and it doesn't really get more superhero-y uh, than that but what's kind of sets Venom apart and keeps it on the rails is Tom Hardy's commitment to, to the role uh, so he, he kind of plays uh, obviously Eddie Brock but there's there's this kind of uh, almost like banter uh, between him and Venom the, the two separate characters but obviously all you really see, see is Eddie and it keeps the story really simple but you can enjoy it for what it is. Gav says it's like convoluted and all this type of stuff, but the film is completely self-aware. It knows what it is. And I think the filmmakers have done a good job by uh, making it that way. And 
again, Gav touched on the poor poor comedy, but it's genuinely funny. People were laughing out loud at the cinema. It's almost uh, Deadpool-like with the amount of comedy in there, and that's something which I really, really didn't expect. Um, There were a lot of kind of funny moments in there. Some of the jokes, yeah, you may not find funny, but it's the same for everything. Uh, And as I say, the best part of the film was definitely the relationship between between Eddie and the symbiote Venom. And it's kind of how I always imagined uh, Venom to be. Uh, the CGI is absolutely superb. Uh, you know, you can't really make this film without using CGI. So, you know, um, it is what it is. If you don't like CGI, you're not going to like it. But Venom looks really, really great. He sounds great. His voice is really menacing. Uh, the fight scenes and the action are all really, really good. Venom's limbs are kind of firing off all over the place. And it really does kind of showcase uh, like the full capability of its powers. And one criticism I read in plenty of the reviews are what the film doesn't know what it wants to be and that Venom is too heroic. Um, but for me, it's probably one of the biggest non-points that I've ever read in a review. They're already basing like preconceptions of the character before they've seen the film. This is a completely new origin story. As Gav said, Spider-Man isn't involved. You know, in the Spider-Man universe, Eddie Brock um, has got a hatred of Peter Parker. Uh, Venom was already attached to Spider-Man and he brushes him off. So Venom also hates Peter Parker. And when you combine the two, obviously it makes um, like a character full of hate and that's what makes him the villain. But obviously you don't have it in this, uh, in this version. And later on in the comics, Venom actually evolves into this anti-hero. So his intentions are inherently good, but he kind of fucks people up in the process type of thing. A bit a bit like Deadpool. Uh, and that's what this is. This is uh, kind of based on some of those later comic versions. Uh, you know, you compare this to Spider-Man, who doesn't really take life at any cost. And this is like kind of like the complete opposite. Uh, so uh, the story is reasonably predictable, um, but if you think about it, you know it's a comic book film. Pretty much all comic book films have a predictable story. The the good guy or the person who you want to root for is always going to win in the end. Them, there might be you know kind of road bumps along the way, um, but the hero is always going to win the day, and that's what what kind of happens here. But the trick is to uh, make you enjoy the ride and make you feel excited and want to see what happens next, and it it absolutely does that. And I think uh, this has probably got one of the, well, for me personally, one of the most exciting post-credit sequences as well. It actually teases uh, Woody Harrelson uh, as Cletus Cassidy, who is uh, Carnage in the comics. So they've kind of set up in the sequel uh, for Carnage to come into it, who is uh, kind of like another massive character in that universe. And just to finish on, I know this isn't everything, uh, because, uh, you know, we, we could talk about Suicide Squad, but just the records that Venom has set. It's got the biggest box office ever in October. Uh, Gravity ha- was the previous record holder at $57.5 million, and Venom absolutely smashed that on now over $200 million. Uh, It also shattered the records for a preview night for any film uh, whatsoever, and it's also the number one film uh, in the world right now, beating off strong competition from... A Star is Born, which has been critically pan, sorry, critically acclaimed. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and, and, you know, it just goes to show that the critics are absolutely wrong and that people are enjoying the film. Um, so shove that up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, Strong closing. <laughs> it, was. no, it wasn't a flourish, but... I- <laughs> <laughs> so I guess in a slight... The way we're doing this episode, is this the point where either, do you want to rebuttal or should we ask you some questions? No, no, well, I, I was, I was going to say what you're just about to say. We're so going to ask sure. you some questions. Uh, Ozzy, Alex, anything you guys want to ask? 
I've got a question. Uh, So for me, from the trailer, it looked like the relationship between Venom and Eddie Brock would be kind of like the heart of the film. So I just wanted, I know, Joel, you said you liked it, but what did you like about it? And Gav, did you like it? Um, No, I hated it. Okay, so what did you... (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for that. What did you like about it, Joel? Uh, Well, like I said, there's a lot of banter. Like, it's not... Um, it's not as serious as I thought it would be. They have like these kind of lighthearted conversations where Eddie kind of almost, I don't know, he kind of almost, um, you know, acts, he doesn't want to mess people up, shall we say. He, his intentions are always good, but Venom wants to do things a different way. And they, they kind of almost compromise, I think, a little bit. Um, but it's that kind of back and forth, which is the best part about the whole film for me. Is it quite witty? Yeah, it is. As I say, there there is a there are a lot of funny moments, and um, I'm sure in Gav Cinema people laughed out loud as well. It's not witty, Alex. It's if you're expecting Fraser esque dialogue, <laughs> it's not even Big Bang Theory esque dialogue. To be honest, it's, it doesn't have to be. It really doesn't have to be. <laughs> it's it, it's like a body movie, but both of the bodies are in the same body, and uh, it, it's. It's it's not good. I mean, Venom's supposed to be a mysterious character. It, it like it wants to have its cake and eat it as well. You know, it, it starts off where Venom is like this monstrous force, and it's all dark and mysterious. And then within I don't know about twenty minutes or so, it's sort of like a comic relief character where you know Michelle Williams's character comes on screen and Venom's something like, oh, hey, you've got a boner, you know, and he's like, shut up, you know, like it's no, that sort of right. like that, that sort happen? of humor. What isn't funny about that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's 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 just it's just not good i mean it, it, for me because i was a fan of the comics that isn't that isn't venom that's just like a com- a comedy sidekick that's a kind of well, like venom should be more threatening yeah scarier. definitely definitely i think i think it, this film if there's going to be a sequel then yeah have that sort of lightheartedness in the sequel but in this film i think you needed to come across the sort of seriousness and the mysteriousness of the Venom character, which this film just doesn't do. Well, it, well, it does in, in bits and like drips and drabs, but interspersed throughout the film with bits of humour and bits of like kind of comic relief. And it's just an odd mesh. Okay. Ozzy, have you got a question to ask the guys? Uh, no, I was actually going to ask about the, um, well, yeah, I mean, related to that. So how does Tom Hardy really play that relationship then? So obviously it's not the Venom that you were expecting. Maybe not the Venom a lot of people are expecting because from the trailers it looks dark and it looks moody. Um, but we've established that it's actually a bit more comic relief. But does Tom Hardy do a good job of playing both parts? Because he is both parts, isn't he? He, does the- he doesn't voice yeah. Venom, does he? I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I think don't. he does, maybe. I don't know. I don't, I don't think he does. Uh, well, if, if he does, it's massively... I, th- I think we're probably going to go into a bit more detail about Tom Hardy's performance in the next Okay, I can wait for round. that. Um, I've just got to ask you a question about pacing. Did it feel like the film dragged at any point? Because obviously it's a superhero movie. You want it to keep going. You want the action to keep going. At any point, did this drag? Did it lose its momentum? I don't think so. There's a lot of action in there. I mean, as Gav said, the story isn't the best. Like, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, it, it's the greatest story in the world. It's not. But it is still exciting, and it the action kind of set pieces, you know, kind of help it to, to move along. So... Um, you, you know, you, you're still kind of pumped up at the end, I think. Gav, were you bored at any point? Yeah, uh, massively. Uh, there's three action set pieces in it. There's an action set piece which involves a car chase, then there's one at um, the not the Daily Bugle, wherever he works, and then there's a third one right at the very end, um, which is just a massive CGI fest. In between that, it's the sort of like love-hate relationship between Brock and Venom, which is just odd. It, it's, it's just not executed very well, to be honest. 
Okay, thank you very much. So I guess we're on to oh, Alex. Venom is played by Tom Hardy. He is. Oh, there we go. Thank yeah. you. There you go. I, I thought so. You know, if Tom Hardy is going to be in a film where there's a character with a big booming mumbly voice, he's going to voice it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and on which note, uh, second point, I believe, gentlemen, who'd like to go first on this one? Joel, do you want to kick off? Uh, I don't really have that much, to be honest. Like, the only thing that I really wanted to speak about was uh, Tom Hardy and Venom, and I thought they were both excellent. The other characters... Michelle Williams, I think I've mentioned, I didn't actually think she was she was great. I didn't think any of the other characters were especially very great. They didn't flesh them out, like, at all. But they're not in it that much. There isn't really that much to say about it. It's not like, um, you know, they have all this character development and, uh, you know, you want to root for all these other characters and things like that. The majority of the film is literally just Eddie and Venom and, and the conversations between them two. Um, so, and he does that really, really well. And I think even in the reviews, uh, where the film was panned, I think they all said, uh, you know, we played a really, really good, a good Venom. And it, it's weird for Tom Hardy because Eddie Brock, he kind of plays him, uh, almost as like, as like a little bit of a, a, a wimpy character. Um, he has, like I say, his heart in the right place. He always wants to do the right thing. Um, but in the end, they kind of almost form this, uh, you know, kind of mutual understanding, as I said before, like this compromise almost. And uh, you're definitely, you, you know, you're definitely rooting for for them by the end of the film. But yeah, the rest of the characters aren't really aren't really that memorable. I've got to say that. Okay, thank you, Joel. Um, Gav, I've got the feeling you might agree with that last point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks, Joel. I don't really have to say much more, uh, but I will. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to go into a bit more detail on the wholesale changes that were made to the already established and beloved characters. Now, Joel hinted before that this was a film for the fans when he said that it had a very good audience response and it generated a lot of money, but I don't think this was the fans. Uh, it was for the fans at all, to be honest. And let's not confuse box office income with being a good film because we all know Suicide Squad is awful and that is one of the top 20 highest grossing films of all time so let's get that one out there okay guys uh, now as Joel mentioned before about Eddie Brock in the comics he is a sullen hayfield muscle bound ball of rage uh, when the symbiote attaches itself to him it emphasises these characteristics and that's why Venom looks the way it does this is not explained in the film at all Brock here is presented as a lovable and likeable chap who was just down on his luck and a bit of a pushover you know Joel said he was, he was presented as a bit of a wimp and he and he was and he's not really like that in the in the comic books it's actually closer to the eddie brock presented to us in spider-man 3 than in the original comic books Ooh. i know i know <laughs> deep end deep end Hardy is stifled in this performance and at times seems to be channeling woody allen in terms of awkwardness and haphazardness plus he mumbles his way through the majority of the film Venom, on the other hand, is played half as a psychopathic maniac, half as a lovable comedy side character, as I went into a bit of detail before about. He uses the phrase, I'm going to rip its head off, two times in the film, both in an aggressive way and also later on in a supposedly comedic way as well. It's, as, as I mentioned before, it's a weird sort of buddy movie with the buddies in the same body. Think of the classic comedy All of Me with Hardy playing Steve Martin and Venom playing the Lily Tomlin character. A role that Lily Tomlin could have pulled off much, much better, I might add. <laughs> Venom goes through most of the film antagonising Brock and ripping people's heads off. But when the other symbiote arrives, he has a sudden change of heart and explains later on in a laughable segment, On my home planet, I'm considered a bit of a loser. 
it, you know, this just completely <laughs> drains all of the mystique away from the Venom character. Joel said before that the other characters aren't really fleshed out. And, you know, Joel's argument was that you don't need to have fleshed out characters if you've got such a strong main character. But I argue that you do. Otherwise, why, why are they in here? You know, and it's not like they're just kind of peripheral figures. These are characters that are, we, we are introduced, reintroduced to constantly throughout the film. Michelle Williams plays Brock's fiance, Anna Weying. All I can say is that I've never seen such a waste of such a talent talented actress i absolutely love michelle williams but here she is reduced to a cardboard cutout her character has no development whatsoever so she's supposedly madly in love with brock but after he obtains evidence from her emails which results in her losing her job she is completely over him their relationship appears to be written by a 10 year old six months later she's moved in with another guy but is still happy to be friends with eddie the whole relationship is just completely unrealistic the only positive thing i can say is that at least she doesn't act as a damsel in distress but then again she doesn't really do anything noteworthy in the film Riz Ahmed I mentioned before he plays the Life Foundation owner and um, generic evil bastard Carlton Drake he's a former child prodigy who was looking for a cure for cancer and is now seemingly just looking for a way for humans to live in space his motives are never fully explained and his reasoning is truly bizarre to be honest once again I love Ahmed but he is the definition of a caricature in this film he has generic evil dialogue then he has a bit of a menacing stare then he has a calm bit of dialogue with a burst of rage he's just very very forgettable and called me old-fashioned but i liked it in films where the protagonist is beaten and has to become bigger and better to defeat the insurmountable odds not the other way around and as joel alluded to earlier about the the sort of mid-credits scene of cletus cassidy for those who know the name this is the alter ego of carnage one of spy Spider-Man's other iconic villains and the next level up essentially from Venom. In the comics, Venom is defeated and Brock is imprisoned. His cellmate is the murderous and maniacal Cassidy who is paired with the symbiote when it tries to return to Brock. Here we are introduced to the character in the most shoehorned scene I've ever seen and the biggest plea for a sequel yet. Brock, who has returned to this job right at the very end as a reporter, is asked by a mysterious death row inmate for an exclusive interview. Brock arrives, we're introduced to Woody Harrelson wearing a wig that Sean Connery would be ashamed to wear. <laughs> well, Sorry, you I'll... just lost my vote ticket. <laughs> <laughs> it makes him look like an angry version of the comedian Carrot Top. He says something along the lines of, when I get out of here, and I will, I'm going to unleash dot 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 carnage with an almost knowing wink and finger point to the camera unless venom 2 picks up directly where this scene ends it just doesn't make any sense at all plus it's such an awful and obvious ploy for a sequel it's frankly embarrassing okay strong words strong confusing words (laughs) (laughs) i guess we're doing our questions again um Alex, Austin, you guys got a question for the guys on characters? I've got a very quick one. Uh, just in an anti-hero film, it can be a bit hard because if Venom's... Who's the, who's, the, who's the villain? Is Venom the villain or Ahmed's the villain? And if yeah. Ahmed's this, the villain... This is Richard he, Branson guy the, seems to be the villain. Can, yeah, Richard, the, Richard, the, Richard, so is he... Uh, Ahmed's the villain and then there's like the other symbiotes. Uh, so is he? are they strong enough to kind of like overtake Venom? Do you know what I mean? If he's villainous, are these better villains than where it like well you may not be on the side of venom but the other symbiotes are kind of against him so there i I don't know there isn't really one main villain you know like it's not like lex Luthor and and batman Mm. type of thing it's more like uh there's a few kind of obstacles put in the way and it was based on a particular uh arc of the spider-man comics where venom um there's like i don't know there's like a bunch of offspring or whatever you know bits of the symbiote which detach and attach themselves to other people and 
it all kind of kicks off basically. Um, but yeah, uh, there isn't really one overriding overriding villain. Okay. Austin? Very interesting. Oh, sorry, uh, Gav, do you have anything to say to that? Sorry. Uh, well, supposedly Ahmed is supposed to be the villain, but Venom is also a villain as well. And then you have these generic villains who are the sort of henchmen for the Life Foundation who are just, uh, just paper-thin characters who are just there essentially to be eaten by Venom. Venom spends the majority of the film eating people, and then, you know, we're still supposed to <laughs> like him and root him as, as a hero. It's just very, very odd, to be honest. So, so you do root for the Tom Hardy character? characters I think the reason that they presented them is, is let me weak. ask you this if you were watching Jurassic Park and <laughs> and, and the T-Rex was going to die would you, re- would you root for the T-Rex even though she eats people yeah yeah, yeah totally. exactly well done Go Joel on. Yeah, like, honestly <laughs> I, I, I will say this I will say this and you haven't even insulted Sean Connery so. <laughs> I will say this: the the, the the dinosaurs in Jurassic in the in the entire Jurassic Park franchise are more well written than Venom. Even Blue, <laughs> yeah, yeah Blue is incredibly more well written than Venom. Uh, Austin, do you have a, a question? No, I have, I have no. no. Uh, they actually answered my question. Before, I'll, I'll so keep mine brief then. On a scale of Toe for Grace to ten, <laughs> how well suited is Tom Hardy to the character? Good of question. Um, you can answer in a number auto for grace if you <laughs> I would probably Zero. say <laughs> about an um, 8 8.5 okay oh, Gav wow. I'd say right down the middle 5 on looks alone definitely you know like you think this guy's going to be Eddie Brock yeah, he's yeah. got the physique he's got the menacing sort of stare you know if you saw him in any other film that he's been in like Mad Max you'd think yeah perfect Eddie Brock but the way the character's presented as this sort of I don't know haphazard weak feeble lovable likable chap I'd say definitely a two okay alrighty wow alrighty interesting I guess we, we got something to consider yeah, yeah there's a lot to think about here do you want um, me to do a quiz while we uh, yeah, try and wrap up our thoughts yeah, oh no oh, we Closing? Oh, do you have closing statements? You guys want closing statements? Do you want to do a closing yeah. statement? Do you have closing yeah. statements? Mm, I, can, I can whip one up. but Yeah, whip one up. Go on. <laughs> it's boss. Put it on the hit list. <laughs> <laughs> whipped up. Well Nicely whipped done. Up. Nicely done. Succinct. Uh, Gav, are you going to whip something up? <laughs> I'll, I'll, be, I'll try and be as short. It's an awful spin-off of a film. Uh, a Spider-Man film without Spider-Man works as well as you think that it would. I mean, in an age where superhero films are the most successful in what genre, this film, instead of following the tried and tested formula laid out by Marvel, goes the same way as the DC universe and tries to go in a different direction. The results are an uninspiring and unentertaining mess that is reminiscent of the dark ages of Marvel, similar to Ghost Rider or the Fantastic Four. It's Ghost Rider, the uh, Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage. Cage. Yeah. What a fan. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I love Nicholas Cage. What a man. <laughs> I'm wearing a t shirt. <laughs> yeah. Nicholas Cage. As good as that. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Which Gav bought me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, go on. So while we, um, while we try and collate our thoughts, I've got a uh, bit of a mini quiz, Venom related. Let's do it. Okay, so here we go. So there are two characters from Venom that also appear in the Star Wars film Rogue One. Well, two actors, which uh, appeared in the Star Wars film Rogue One. But can you name these characters? Uh, or the actors. Characters or actors. Riz Ahmed was in... Riz Ahmed. Well yeah. done, this one. And the other? In Rogue One. Oh, Woody Harrelson. Oh, Woody Harrelson, well done. Ah, well done. So, yeah, so Woody Harrelson is... Oh, no, he was in the other one. He was, was in... Um, oh, Solo. 
fucked my question up. Yeah, you've biffed that up, haven't you? <laughs> uh, I should have said the Star Wars universe. I should have universe. said Star Wars universe. I think that's why I wrote originally and then added Rogue One at the end. And didn't, then, didn't uh, we'll we'll you... edit that out. Yeah, yeah. close uh, enough. That's close too late. Enough. It's close. Anyway, he was <laughs> Cletus Cassidy in Carnage and this, and he was Becca in Star Wars. And Riz Ahmed is Carlton Drake. And he was Body Rook in Rogue One. Hmm. And a little bit of trivia about uh, this stuff is that when Eddie Brock is browsing through the emails... Uh, there's an email signed by Body uh, Body Rook. Yeah. yeah, that's a little throw into there. And uh, speaking of Carlton Drake, he is the CEO of the place that makes the symbiotes. And Drake is also a very popular hip-hop artist. <laughs> Can you name me any one of his 112 singles? Um, one Dance. God's one- Plan. I was going to say the dance one. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can have a point. I am. Can I have two? Can I have two? Let's say what Gav said. God's plan. Can I have two? So, so far away in the lead at the uh, moment is Alex Bruce. Uh, yeah, I'm not ashamed to say I don't know a single joke. No, no problem. Right. Well, uh, I, I won. Podcast favorite Dolph Lundgren was in talks to play Carnage. At one point, he was going to be the main antagonist, and uh, unfortunately, this never transpired. Partly because he was overly qualified. Mr. Lundgren has a chemical engineering degree from the University of Sydney. And uh, they had a bit of falling out over the chemistry behind the, the symbiotes. But can you tell me what the title of Seriously? his master's thesis is? I was expecting true or false to yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> My that's, God, yeah, you would have got false yeah. more, yeah. Is that true? Yeah. The Don't title think, of his wow. master's thesis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's taking the piss. <laughs> oh, I've got it. I've got masters it. of the university. I'm going to give you that for just the funniness of it. Um, oh no! Seriously, yeah, yeah he's got. Uh, he's, uh, he was also. Um, he got full scholarship to MIT. No, he's way cleverer than he Dolph looks. Lundgren. Yeah. He's yeah. way cleverer than you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Um, I don't know. No idea. It's just as well because I couldn't find what the title was. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was just waiting for funny answers, and we got uh, one, so that's all right. There we go. Um, what have we else got? Okay, nineteen ninety five mini comic series that apparently Venom is based on. Um, we are Venom the Hunger. We are told that the symbiote needs phenyl, phenethylamine to, uh, to help it survive. And this chemical is found in brains and chocolate. And in the year 2000, the charmingly light-hearted film Chocolat was released. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I am really enjoying this question. But, uh, I feel a little high, yeah. but I'm really enjoying it. <laughs> so uh, t- if you can tell me what day Juliette Binoche her character, um, what, what day does she have her festival, the Grand Festival of Chocolate on? I've actually Saturday. watched Chocolat quite a few times. Saturday. Sunday. Easter Sunday. Sunday. Easter Sunday. Friday. Easter Sunday. Easter Sunday. <laughs> Clearly Easter Sunday, well done. And, uh, Fuck off, Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was Bruce the that she had it on a Sunday. It was. Yeah, yeah, yeah she did I'm, have it I'm Sunday, taking yeah. a point for that. Yeah. yeah, you can have that. Yeah, your answer made to believe that it was every Sunday. <laughs> was like, on what day? On which day? It was on a Sunday. <laughs> I'm going to give him it. It's a technicality, but you can have it. Half a point. This would be very tired. Something happens every week. I'll tell you that much. And then uh, venom related. Actually, venom related. In the UK, the adder is the only <laughs> venomous snake in the wild. And uh, on average, how many people are killed by adder bites every year in the UK? In the UK, zero. twelve. Yeah, I'm going to say zero. One. One. Twelve. Four. Four. Actually. Mm, two. 
The answer is zero. There's actually 100 bites per year, and there's only ever been 14 recorded deaths since records began in 1876, and the last death was in 1975. Oh. So, uh, yeah, the adder is not nearly as dangerous as we have been led to believe. Animals uh, are farthing wood like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really uh, hope people skipped <laughs> skip the episode <laughs> to get to the quiz. <laughs> and, uh, and a final, final question, which I came up with just during the yeah. arguments there, is uh, Venom is a massive box office success, and we have yet to decide if it's actually a hit or if it's shit. But uh, one undeniable box office monster and an incredible film is oh, uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell me how many toes does the swift robber have? Three. Uh, one, two, three, four. No, four. three, three. 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 I'm going to go with three. You are all correct. That hey. is three. Oh, God, Brucey. <laughs> <laughs> so the out and out winner of the quiz here is uh, Brucey. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and due to that, Brucey, you get to go first on your. Uh, okay, cool. On how, <laughs> how this uh, where I'm going to land on this one. Uh, I listening to the arguments. It did. I, I, I don't know. I, I think I'm just going to come out and say. It. I think for me, this doesn't sound like a really, really, really good film. It sounds a bit shit. It sounds quite entertaining, and I could maybe go and watch it at home or something and have fun. It sounds quite long, and the characters don't sound like they're really well done. When and are you going to sound- stop believing Gav's lies? <laughs> I know. <laughs> and it sounds a little bit muddled in bits. So I think Gav has convinced me. So no, for me, it's it's going on a shit list. Okay. Okay. Uh, do you want to go next, Ozzy? Um, yeah, so, I mean, I, I kind of felt... I was feeling a lot of the arguments on, on Gav's side there as well, but I don't know. I mean, it, Joel Joel was pretty convincing for me is that it, it sounds as though well, as soon as you get beyond the, fa- the fact that it's not Spider-Man related and it's a different origin story, you can probably enjoy it for what it is. And it's, you know, it's an action-packed, pretty interesting story. And uh, I don't know. I don't know. I might lend myself towards the hit list, but but only just. Oh, I feel Dave. like I wasn't st- expecting that. <laughs> I know how the people on Strictly Come Dancing feel now. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's all down to this, Dave. I, I don't know which judge I am considered to be. In essence, me and Ozzy just me and have just cancelled each other. We might as well not be in it. I was hoping it all be. I was hoping it would all be decided by the time it came round immediately, honestly. Um, I don't know. I think Joel's put up a very good argument for this one. It's, it sounds like it is entertaining, I have to say, from what I've heard. And it sounds like they've tried to do something different with the character of Venom, which you've got to applaud, really, in a way. You know, how do you make a film about a Spider-Man villain without Spider-Man? It sounds like, you know, they've, they've done a half-decent job about it, but both are in agreement that aside from Tom Hardy, the characters kind of fall flat. There's not much else there. In fact, some of them are, are considered poor. And I would say the if, if Gav is right about the dialogue and the shoehorning in of certain things, then I think I'm going to have to call this shit list. If Gav has lied <laughs> <laughs> about these moments of dialogue, Again. then I will retract this. <laughs> hey, listen, I don't lie. I just Gav, exaggerate, the exaggerate heavily. <laughs> okay, so genuine opinions, genuine opinions. Joel, what is your genuine opinion about the film? Well, like I said, I, I saw the reviews beforehand and I went in with little to no expectations and I enjoyed it. It is entertaining and it is a fun film. I think I was pretty truthful. There are definite issues with it, but it's definitely worth watching. Would you have put it on the hit list? Yeah, I'd have put it on the hit list. Okay, my genuine opinion, uh, yeah, it was pretty shit, to be honest. I, I went to go and see it with Siobhan. 
who fucking hated it. Not as much as she hated the Meg, which I also forced her to <laughs> well, go there and you see. go. That's fucking, that's a hit in itself. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I, I don't know whether that influenced my decision, but even if I would have gone to see it on my own, I still would have found it very, very difficult. As I said before, the dialogue was so poor. Some of the direction was just in your face. And the, the last sort of third of the film, there's this giant CGI battle between Venom and Rogue, and it's just a complete mess. It's just like this big hot mess. You don't know what's happening at any point. There's a point where... You both- seem to can't handle more than two frames per second or something like that in film. As soon as it's any more, you're like, there's too much going on. L- listen, right. It's <laughs> <laughs> quite a good impression. <laughs> L- listen, right, well, they shouldn't put fucking the first three rows of those seats, you know, the movie seats. <laughs> <laughs> that's where I like to sit when I go and see them. <laughs> no, no, there's this bit in it where Venom and Rogue become one. They like merge into each other. I didn't know what the fuck happened. And then like about four seconds later, they split into two. And I was like, oh, I didn't even see that. I mean, it was just, oh, it's a mess. Anyway, moving on. Uh, you've made the right call, Dave. And, uh, <laughs> right, so I was going to say out of 10 on IMDb, what did it score? Um, I already but, gave you the, the rating before. Me. Yeah, so you gave us the rating. Does anybody remember? Not Joel? No. I um, no, I don't. I, don't know. Know. <laughs> I thought Joel Sorry, said it was really high, like something like 8 or something. 8, uh, Dave? Uh, I'm going to go with 8.4. It normally starts off quite high and then gets lower as time goes on. Brucey? Uh, 7.6. Right, okay, well, Brucey's closest. It's okay. 7.1. Right, uh, now, okay. higher or lower than our previous film on trial, the uh, previous bonus episode, The Predator? Higher. 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 Uh, yeah, it is higher, yeah. Um, Predator's 5.9. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Already? See, it told you they're sinking fast. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's extremely fast, fucking yeah. shit. So. Okay. What was the Predator when we did the episode? Does anyone remember? Probably higher, I'd imagine. Anyway, I think it was higher. They always seem to start off like new releases. All the fans that want to go see it, go see it, and then other people start to see it, and it just plummets slowly but surely. But, you know, Ace Ventura, when nature calls, is like... <laughs> <laughs> Not again, Joel, come on. <laughs> Right. Okay, so before, before we close, close out the film, it's time for a little bit of a caption contest. So what I do here each week is I take a still from the film and I ask our friends and followers on Twitter to provide a caption with the best one winning a chocolatey frog-shaped treat. Okay, so what I've done here is I've taken a still of Tom Hardy's character, Eddie Brock, going in for a, a MRI or a CAT scan. And he's not having a good time because um, Venom is opposed to loud noises. So, he, yeah, he's, he's basically... Got, yeah, yeah, which isn't really explained that well in the film either. So he's got a bit of a strain on his face. So you guys have just got to pick the best one here, starting with Damn Those Laxatives. <laughs> uh, second one, Clob. Uh, so I looked this up earlier because I didn't know whether it was an offensive word or not, but apparently they're the aliens from Buzz Lightyear. So I, I, I just... I don't know what that means. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, crime in movies. I'm sorry. Uh, next one. Uh, when you find out you're in a so- <laughs> when you find out you're in a Sony Marvel movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, who does number two work for? Okay. How are you going to kill a major Marvel character in the first four minutes? Damn it! Is too late to switch to the MCU proper. Fuck Sony Pictures. And uh, sorry, this is just a tirade. It's just, <laughs> it's just your argument. Just exactly. <laughs> Condensed to 250 characters. Okay, next, uh, Jeffrey was regretting taking part in the all-you-can-eat spicy buffalo wing challenge at Hooters. Um, 
Next one, got that. Sh- oh, sh- I've started, so I finished. Got that shampoo in my urethra again. <laughs> oh my days! What? <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I really wish I wouldn't have said that to me. And then the next one, um, the morning after when the repercussions of Guinness and Curry hit back with a vengeance. <laughs> uh, There's a bit of a theme going on. Yeah, here. Yeah. Um, okay, and the next one is still from um, the film Junior <laughs> with the the line "I'm pregnant." Um, <laughs> literally, what happens when you fuck a stranger? Stranger in the ass. <laughs> is, that, is that the same one as last time? I think it's the same guy. <laughs> trying to get them the big button the basket over. Um, the face moments after seeing the critics' Venom reviews. Uh, giving birth sucks. I never should have eaten Chipotle. <laughs> what do you mean, just relax and think of Mother England? <laughs> is that apple pie I smell? Uh, fucking Legos. <laughs> is he a human or a horse? I don't know. Um, Chandler, smile for the picture. Uh, yeah, that's it, essentially. So, which guys? Which one do you reckon? I'm going for either fucking Legos. I did like that. make me laugh. Legos or good, when you find out you're in a Sony Marvel. No, those were my two as well. I'd say give it to the Sony one. Yeah, yeah Sony Marvel. Okay, yeah. so um, when you find out you're in a Sony Marvel movie, so congratulations to Mac the Ripper at Cinema Mac. You have just won yourself a lovely Freddo. It's a bit, I suppose, a bit higher brow than just shoving Lego up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I, I presume he'd stud on it. You know? yeah, I also yeah. presume he'd stud on it. <laughs> Sorry. Whatever you do with your Lego is just, just me. <laughs> Did anybody else, apart from Alex, think they were talking about shoving Lego up his bum? Safely not, no. No, no, no neither did I. I'd Sorry. like to get I don't know what went on like, in your childhood, but. <laughs> you know, uh, I think you do. There is some context here, though, because we were in a. We have a WhatsApp group where people were talking about testing toys. Um, yeah, somebody brought that up about putting Legos in your pocket. <laughs> you did, Joel. Yeah. <laughs> There's a time and a place. All right. It's just very insidious. He plants the seeds. <laughs> about a week later, the I'm saying it. You know, plants the Lego-shaped seeds. <laughs> okay, yeah. Just before we call it a day, I just want to give a little bit of a promo shout out to some of our good friends and fellow podcasters, the Trailer Park Junkies podcast. So this is a podcast in which Jim and Ted review the most recent TV and movie trailers. It's very entertaining. The duo are really, really funny, to be honest and they are very interesting in the way that they actually break down the trailers they talk about you know all the marketing and the different tools and techniques that studios use um, but I think it's a very very entertaining podcast to be honest and I definitely recommend that you guys check them out on any of your podcasting platforms and you can give them a follow on Twitter as well at T Junkies Podcast uh, so just to say that we have picked our next bonus episode and it's going to be Fantastic Beasts 2 which is going to be oh. out in November so we have picked the films at random for that bonus episode uh, in prosecution it's going to be ozzy okay in okay. defense it's going to be brucey alex hello uh in the roles of character witnesses it's going to be joel and captain dave which means i've got the most important role that week as the judge so i think that's everything now just to say thank you very much to everybody who has listened to this episode and any of our previous episodes you can catch our future content on our website films on trial.co.uk or any podcasting platform we will return to our regular scheduled Halloween Horror Month next week, but you can listen to all of our previous bonus episodes as well. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter, at Film Trials. Why not suggest a film to us? And once Halloween Horror Month is over, we'll get back to reviewing it and putting it in the hat. Also, check out our good friends and collaborators, Austin Ray and Winston Sang, at Aussie Ray and at the underscore quirks. And just follow us on all social media, at Film Trials. So, thank you very much, everybody who has listened to this episode. Venom has been placed on the shit list, and we will be in your ears next week with 
Halloween Horror Month and Interview with the Vampire. Goodbye. Oh.